Yo. Okay. Hello, my name is Asher Parsons. And my name is Dylan August. And together we are the hosts of Not Not Your Your Typical Typical Talk. Talk. Now today we are joined by James Vasquez. He's one of the most well-known directors in San Diego. I don't think I know anyone that doesn't know him in our friend group. James, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm well. Nice to to be here with you guys. That was a very nice intro. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, James, I have a question for you. So, so we met in, I think it was 2018 when my brother was in the Grinch with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and my mom had asked you if you would talk to me about Juilliard in between shows. And my question is, were you sitting there thinking, oh God, great. In between shows, my one break, I got to talk to a 14 year old about college. No, no, (laughs) because I will tell you what I was, um, actually it's very funny because I was. 12 years old and I was backstage at the globe. I went to camp orbit, um, when I was 12 years old, which was the old globe summer camp, um, back in the many years ago. And, uh, uh, it eventually developed into the, um, Pam Farr summer Shakespeare conservatory. Oh, okay. Um, but when I was there, it was called camp orbit. And, uh, the summer that I was there, Midsummer Night's Dream and Richard III were on the outdoor summer festival stage. Um, and I had never seen Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and playing Oberon was an actor named David Ogden Stiers. Um, now, he is a, an actor well before your time, but he was the voice of, you would know him as the voice of Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, the <laughs> wow. That's really cool. But he had a huge, huge, huge um, stage and film and TV career. He was on the TV show MASH. He, uh, played um, Oberon in Midsummer Night's Dream, and he was a graduate of Juilliard. And I was 12 years old, oh. had never seen Shakespeare, had gone to see that Shakespeare, that production of Midsummer, and it blew my mind. And he blew my mind. <laughs> and I, he, he then um, came and did a couple uh, master classes with us over that summer. And I remember at 12 cornering him one day and being like, what's Juilliard like? I'm going to go to Juilliard. (laughs) And I didn't know anything about it other than that's where he went and he was awesome. So I was going to go there. So in a weird way, it was really kind of a beautiful full circle moment (laughs) of getting to getting to share the, my journey, Yeah, you know, and, and, um, and gosh, no, are you kidding? I've seen you both on stage, and I think you're both wildly talented. And I say, apply for that school. Thank you. Apply for that school. Yeah. So, yeah, let's have more conversations on my lunch breaks about it. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you. We, about we it. will. We will. Yeah. No, I remember because um, I was nervous to talk to you because I'd never talked to you before. Gavin had. And Gavin yeah. was like, no, he's the nicest guy. Oh, but of course, me just hearing like one of the biggest directors in San Diego, the director of the Grinch, like you had had so many achievements. I was like, oh, my God, I like prepared for that conversation <laughs> so hard. And then you were just the nicest person that I have really one of the nicest people I've ever talked to. Like you're just. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, was, I appreciate that so much. You know, it's um, it, it it's it's it always catches me a little off guard when when people will say something like that Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm the biggest goof, you know, (laughs) like truly I am walking around my backyard right now, talking to you all in a pink fuzzy onesie. (laughs) Like that's how I live my life. So this, this idea that uh, to some people, I'm this director out there. I'm like, Oh, 
really? I get to do plays with you all. I'm just a goofy <laughs> guy who gets to do plays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love sharing it, you know? So uh, people were so gracious to me when I was growing up and welcomed me into the theater world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love sharing it back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said, you said you've been involved with the old globe since you were 12. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. a long time. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. I am. Um, I did go there for the Camp Orbit summer. And the, the great thing about it is it was intended for high school students. Um, and I, it was the, I went the summer between my seventh and eighth grade year. But I had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful community theater teacher who believed in me mm, and yeah. called the Globe and was like, take this kid. Oh, take that's this awesome. Um, so I was there actually a little younger than everyone else. But then when I was 15, I actually got to do a show at the Globe. Um, because I had gone to Camp Orbit, there was a role in a show for someone that I fit and they called me into audition and I, um, I got the job. And then, uh, between on summers, um, between Juilliard, I came back and started teaching for Camp Orbit, Mm. um, and then got involved in the Grinch Mm -hmm. and, you know, I've just been hanging around since. So it's, it's really you know, to, to, to be 12 years old and to get to experience the old globe theater and, and see the magic of it. And then now as an adult to have that be sort of my home base theater. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's bigger than I can even talk about. I was going to say that's gotta feel amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and a little bit of um, when is this going to air? When is this coming out? Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, this is Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day. Well, there's um, there's uh, well, I can't really talk about something yet, but there's okay. something. There's an announcement coming out with the Globe that further connects my association Ooh, with them. All right, um, which is really exciting and will be announced in the new year. And uh, you know, it, it again, I think uh, I think about how I just said I'm that goofy guy who runs runs around in my backyard in a pink onesie <laughs> who directs plays. Yeah who gets to hang out at the old club theater on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's stupid. That's awesome. You know, that's it's, the best way to live your life. It is. It I mean, is. I, I, I couldn't be happier and more blessed at, at what I get to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so you've been, so, so then through old globe, you eventually started directing the Grinch. I think the earliest I could find on record was 2007. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you tell me. <laughs> it's funny because no, it's funny because uh, this is my 18th year with the show. Um, oh, wow. oh wow! And I, I, like I baby. started in the ensemble um, as Buzz, the redheaded Who. Um, then I was Papa Who for two years, Grandpa Who for three years, and then I started swinging the show. Mm-hmm. And then I started directing it. I think I swung it one year and then started directing it, and have been directing since. And it's so funny. I honestly couldn't tell you how many years. Oh, okay. So, like, so, so you've been attached you to the show for a long time. I'm like, great. Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the earliest I could find on record was 2007. But obviously, you've been attached to the show for longer if it's been 18 yes. years. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that you, you played swing uh, for yeah. a while. You, I think you told me that you've played every part but Cindy Lou. Is that correct? Or is there a couple uh, more? Well, no, I have played in performance. I have played every part, but the Grinch, oh, the Grinch Mama, too. and Grandma. Got it. Okay. So, but I have been on stage and played 
everybody else. The kids. I mean, Cindy Lou, obviously, I'm never yeah. going to play Cindy Lou. Yeah. However, I do I'd love play to see Cindy that, Lou. though. I'd I, love to I, see well, that. Well, you know, next year, if we're back in person, which we will be, um, uh, I'll invite you to the understudy rehearsal. Because I do play Cindy Lou at the understudy rehearsal. Oh, and, no way. And it is something that now people fill up in the balcony to hear me sing Santa for a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's good, but... Um, I'm sure it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, it's that's one of the fun things about being the swing of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not familiar with what a swing is, it, it it is somebody who is essentially ready to step in to every ensemble track um, and in some cases, some principal tracks. Mm-hmm. And because I've been with the show so long, it's so easy. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have to put my brain on. I still have to focus. <laughs> yeah. But but it it truly it's one of the best jobs of my life to have them say, OK. And on three show Saturdays, there was one three show Saturday where I was somebody different for every show. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's so cool. It's, it's awesome. You're telling you know? different stories every show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And make different connections yeah. on stage. And um, it's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if, uh, if you remember. Do you, do you know Jordan Miller, right? I think mm-hmm. he was, yeah. He was of the, course, yes. He was the understudy Grinch, he said. Yeah. And he went on, I believe. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, said, he said there was this one time where he was so in the show, like he doesn't even remember going on. Well, first of all, it's such a short show. And um, uh, he said a story of a stage manager grabbing him and pushing him on stage for one of a kind. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean it's when the Grinch or the um, when the Grinch or one of the two dogs under studies go on, mm-hmm. uh, and if it's your if it's one of your first times on, oh, you have got you have a best friend in the assistant stage manager. Yeah. <laughs> because she is right by your side and when you're off stage she has a script and she's like okay do you know where you are you feel good do you want a review and then she's there with you pushing you making sure you get on stage they it's save a hard a- role i was gonna say that's a really hard role i feel like to remember and everything. that costume is probably so heavy yeah it, well you know and i'll tell you the biggest thing and we have training sessions with the grinch on this oh you do the hands the hands oh the gloves yeah because those fingers, those Grinch fingers, are another five or six inches mm-hmm. long. You can't pick things up. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never thought about that. So if you drop something, there's a whole – there are tricks to how you, you maneuver in that costume. Um, I hear you, know. you can't sit down and the, the set is built for him in certain spots to sit down. To sit and lean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's crazy. Um. So how does he get up that ladder on the proscenium for the well, you know, stair from my a, cave? Here's a fun story. For, um, gosh, for 19 years, this was year 23. I think for 19 years, Grinches had to climb up a ladder to the top of the proscenium and with one hand hold on yep. to the ladder Jordan had, yeah. and swing around. And then there was a whole trick where you you're holding on for dear life and you <laughs> release your leg that's on the ladder and you go down a rung and then you take your hand down a rung and you slide down and then you take your foot and you take your hand and you slide down. Now, about three years ago, we had the ingenious idea of creating a little elevator lift. Okay. I was yeah. correct. So now 
the Grinch climbs up the proscenium, steps on the little elevator lift, wraps his leg around, and they lower him, and it's an easy thing. Yeah. Yeah, because Jordan yeah. was telling us about the about the ladder because he said that, that was what he had to do. Oh yeah, and, and you're uh, you know you're in that costume that is added proportion onto you. It's furry, and then you're in those gloves and you're sliding down a yeah. proscenium. You're, yeah. <laughs> while singing. Yeah, that's got to yeah. be crazy. Yeah. Um, but can you imagine? I I feel like that would just be such a thrill. Like it would feel so oh, cool. It'd be such a good. Fun part to right? I mean, like you have to feel kind of cool doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. And and here's the thing: I've I've done it. They let me. You know, I as director, I was like, I must try. <laughs> I must try yeah. the proscenium elevator. Um, it's pretty fun, and you're high up. Yeah. I mean, when you pop out and you're at the top of it, you're you're eye level with the balcony. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! It's really cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, being attached to the show for so long, right, it's got to be like you have an emotional connection with the show now. So how was it this year doing it a little different because of Corona? Uh, uh, beautiful and really difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, because we the, the show for me, the, the themes of the show are um, kindness, inclusion, community and tradition. Yeah. And we work really hard with the show to um, make it diverse and, and make it inclusive um, and tell that story of goodwill. Um, you know, and it, it, it is for not only the San Diego community, but for the cast, it is a community and we rely on each other. Uh, and it's tradition, you know, for, for 22 years, people have been bringing their families to the theater to see the show. Yeah. Um, so sort of all the themes of the show were literally being taken away from us this year mm -hmm. and the world is a mess and, and it, you know, it doesn't feel like we're, we're looking out for each other as we should. And yeah. um, so from that standpoint of being an activist through my art, um, you know, because I do feel like even with Grinch, there's a reason we tell it. Mm -hmm. There's a reason we do it. And the world needs that story. Absolutely. Um, and it feel, it felt like we really needed it this year and not being able to do that. Felt like we were letting San Diego down. Mm -hmm. um, and then on a personal level, you know, I've been there for 17 years. Yeah. Those traditions and that community for me personally was hard to think, well, well, what do you mean? I don't get to yeah. see the who's, Yeah, you know, we always go to Whoville at Christmas. Um, so we, we went to work and we, we thought it was really important at the globe to keep this tradition and this message alive yeah. this year. Uh, and we thought of a couple different ways to do it. This radio play was the, um, safest mm -hmm. and, um, and was the way we felt we could get our community back together. Yeah. Um, and it it's it's been maybe the biggest gift of the year. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, for for me personally, and I hope for some San Diegans as well, mm -hmm. um, because we were able to come back together. Yeah, we we it was brief, but our Whoville community got together on Zoom, and we had a meet and greet, and then we had a, a end of day recording gathering, and yeah. we had a listening party, and it, it was. Uh, we were able to share 
and we were able to be inclusive and kind and mm-hmm. have our community together and celebrate this tradition and continue the tradition for San Diego. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm proud of that. Yeah. You know? And I, I have to applaud you for that because like, I remember when, when this whole thing started, everyone was like, Oh, two weeks, we'll be back. Oh, yeah. never mind. Two months, we'll be back. Oh, never mind. We don't know when we're going back. So, right. I mean, to have to improvise that quickly on your feet about how are we going to do this show is just like, I mean, I imagine it was pretty stressful. Well, especially when you've hard. been doing the same thing for 17 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's wonderful about it is I never, ever, ever say that I'm remounting the show. It is never a remount for me. It is always a revisit. Yeah. Because I, I – you know, different people come into the show and I can't yeah. ask them to do exactly what the person did the year before. Mm-hmm. They have different energies. They have different emotions. They're coming from a different place. The world is also different from year to year. So how does that affect our story? Yeah. Um, so what I think one of the biggest surprises for this year was, oh, wait a second, I can't see it. So I have to hear it and I have to really hear it Mm. and I have to really hear it differently. Um, And after 17 years of knowing this show and this story inside and out and backwards and forwards, I have heard it totally different this year. And I can't wait to get back into the theater next year because I think it's going to be deeper. Yeah. That's going to be super exciting. Yeah. Um, So in a beautiful way, this has sort of forced us at the globe to take this tradition and say, uh, okay, next year we're going to come back clearer and yeah. stronger. And it's going to be the same story that we love, but, but we know it better now. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Um, yeah. cause yeah, I was, I, I was wondering, um, the whole time because I, I remember like, once they did say we don't really know when we're going to go back and we were in full on lockdown, the first thing that Gavin and I thought about, uh, funnily enough, was the Grinch. Huh. We were like, shoot, what if like all these things, like all these traditions, all these things are just, you can't really do them. And, uh, and <laughs> Gavin, it's funny actually, Gavin did look at me and he said, James will figure something out. James will do it. And he was right. Well, you know, I, I, I have to say my favorite answer, this sounds so weird, my favorite answer to get is no. And what I mean by that is I, I, I think part of our job is to dream big, right? Yeah. And I come in with big ideas and sometimes theaters and in this particular case, the world told us no. Yeah. And, and I love being forced to take a step back and say, okay, we can't do that, but that's my vision how do we figure it out differently? Yeah. And it makes us better artists. And I think it makes us better humans ultimately. Um, but, I, you know, so bring it pandemic. I mean, pandemic go away. It's time for the pandemic <laughs> yeah. to go away. Yeah. But, but bring it because I, I think as artists being told no during this period it is making us stronger. Yeah. And it's making us dig deeper and it's making us figure things out. Yeah. And stories are never going to go away. But when we come out of this, gosh, we're going to be ready to tell them and we're going to mm. be ready to tell them in exciting new ways. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to be the greatest reunion ever. I know. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that's going to be 
That's going to be any crazy. show for every show for for just just the world as a whole. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, for Midsummer, this MFA project that I'm editing, yeah, we um we 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 were able to take one day and film outside on the outdoor festival stage, the globe. It happened during a time where restrictions were such mm-hmm. that if we were masked and socially distanced and blah, 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 blah. So we, we followed all the rules and for four hours we were able to be out on a stage filming. Yeah. And you know, again, going back to that geeky theater kid in his pink onesie in his backyard, <laughs> I walked onto the stage and I immediately just started crying. Oh, and yeah. it, it and I wasn't the only one. Yeah. But there is goofy as it sounds, you all get this. You know this. Mm-hmm. It it it's a sacred space. And to have that sacred space be shut down on us, um to be able to go back to it is a is a it it, it was like breathing again, as dramatic as that sounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm crying Damn, over you here. Got, man. You got Asher <laughs> tearing up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I've I've literally sat up at night and just thought about the first time we're back on stage. Like, I know that's gonna be just awesome. the best feeling in the world. Yeah, and, but you um, know what? And, and what's great about that is is I hope we hold on to that because yeah. it should be like that every time. Every time. Yeah, it should. And we have. It, I hate that this thing has happened. I hate that the pandemic has happened because the the grief and the pressure and the pressure and the loss and and, and yeah. you know is is unfathomable. But I I I hope we as humans come out of this a little more aware. Yeah. Um and a little more compassionate and a little more open. Yeah. Yeah, so. that we've grown. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, man, that just makes me think of In the Heights too. Because uh, I don't know. Well, James, actually, this is that's a funny story. James, uh, you gave me, um, you gave me advice on Benny for In the Heights uh, mm-hmm. before I got cast. I rem- I just remember that. Um, and I don't know if you. I- I'm pretty sure you knew about this. Um, we got one show, and then the pandemic hit, and we didn't get to. No, anymore. I. I didn't realize you even got one show. I oh, thought you okay. actually got shut down. Yeah, no, we barely got one show wow. on. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and and the the craziest thing is that um, Carrasco still wants to come back and do it. And Good. Um, so I'm just holding on for that too. And that just – you telling that story just reminded me of that is that that's coming back and we're going to get to go back and that's going to be the craziest As an feeling. audience member though, that show, it felt so scary. Yeah, because it was like, what's happening? Like, yeah, are we are we gonna be? It able was to just do so awesome and beautiful and scary and yeah. What the to be heck? explain that to be in the audience watching, knowing that the shutdown was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Wow. Well, I remember the whole cast. We, um, I, I walked into uh, Miss Carrasco's room before our show, and. Um, the the girl who played Nina, her name is Arlette. She walked up to me and she was crying and she and I I hugged her and I was like, it's okay. At least we got next weekend because I yeah. thought we were gonna have a uh, a whole or not next weekend. At least we have this weekend because yeah. I thought that only next weekend was getting cut off. And then she she looked up at me and she's like, oh, you don't know. And I was like, what? She was like, we only get one show. And then everyone uh. sobbed 
for like 10 minutes and then we were like, okay, well, we're going to make this, this last show the best one. And so yeah. we, we, we stopped crying and we just went right out on stage and it was crazy. But you know what? I, I mean, I, again, what a like, what a phenomenal show and message mm-hmm. to, to, to enter the pandemic on, yeah. um, you know, because the, the, again, that's a story of community. Yes. 100%. You know, and, and to be able to share that community that you built uh, and, and to actually get to do it um, and to have that community carry you through the pandemic and hopefully come back to it, I think, yeah. is 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 the message of the show mm-hmm. um, and just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, how, how was it? How was your one show received? You know, because I I know there were um, there were conversations about the casting. Yes. It. Yes. Um, I, I think most people when they saw the show, um, enjoyed it. And I, I don't think I ever heard any, uh, complaints about the casting after they saw it. Um, but that's just me personally. I don't know. I don't know if that, you know, people might've talked about it, uh, to other people. Um, but I, I think, I think also, um, the pandemic happening, um, also definitely brought that to a close because people were just focused more on the fact that we were, we were all a family at that point. Sure. You know, you know how cast get, we, we get so close that it's just, um, so then, well, but it's also, I, I, sorry to interrupt, but no, you're good. I mean, again, the, the, you know, I've done the show twice. Mm -hmm. I've, I've gotten to do, um, two big productions of it and I love, love, love it so much. And, um, it, 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 it is a show about a neighborhood and it is a show about a specific neighborhood, mm-hmm. but if you strip that away, it is ultimately a show about a group of people who band together. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and Lynn says that Lynn talks mm-hmm. about that. Um, and I do think that professional big productions should be cast appropriate, Yes, but I love that, that under an educational um, situation Y'all are getting to experience not only the culture but the story and the message yes. of community, and that was that's- the beautiful thing about it. And I think that's why people, once they saw it, were were like, okay, you know, it may not have been cast traditionally, but it was because I think they saw that we all came and together as a community, done. and it was such a beautifully. It, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like the the, I feel like that show has so much soul to it, and it's just, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, the way it's done, yeah. and it's just—I think that's what people, hopefully at least, uh, saw and were able to take away from it when they saw our production, and um, that's the hope when we continue it again too. Yeah, awesome. Because um, you direct, you directed the show twice, right? Or were, did you direct it once and were in it? Yeah, no, no, I did. Um, I did the did I directed Moonlight. the production at Moonlight, right? And then last year, uh, I did a production at Dallas Theater Center. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, uh, when I did it in Dallas, it was, you know, when I did it at moonlight, we used the national tour set. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was cool to sort of be given that in the Heights world. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did it in Dallas, uh, the guy who choreographed it was in the original company. Oh, um, wow. And the woman who played Abuela had played, um, Abuela on Broadway and on tour. And there were just a handful of the cast that had. 
um, had that experience associations yeah. with it. But what was so beautiful about it is every single one of them was like, well, this is a new neighborhood. That, mm. that was the neighborhood then. Mm. This is a new neighborhood. So it, it wasn't a, well, that's how we did it that time. Yeah. And you're doing it wrong. There was none of that. It was, let's build our neighborhood oh, yeah. um, with, their, with their knowledge and information and history. You know, mm-hmm. um, oh gosh, I, I, it's funny cause it's one of those shows that I am waiting for someone to ask me to do again. <laughs> oh yeah. There are multiple shows. They're all shows. I'm like, I don't need to do it again. I don't need to do it. Again. <laughs> I did it. I love it. I love that show. I love yeah. the experience. I, I could keep doing in the Heights, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. And it's funny cause I didn't, um, I didn't, I knew about it. And I'd listened to the soundtrack, but I, di- I didn't really understand the story until I was in it. And that's when well, I started to love it. Yeah. Well, I um, had so many friends go in and out of it on Broadway and on tour. Mm-hmm. And every time I was in New York while it was playing, or even when it came through on tour, I just wasn't available to see it. But I would choose to go see something else because I was like, oh, that rap musical? Yeah. I, I'm, I don't like rap. That rap musical? What? Right? right? You yeah. would think. Yeah. And, and I I take all of that back and mm-hmm. I eat all of that because it is so much more. It is not a it rap is. musical. It really is so much more. Um, yeah. But but magical. you would but you would think <laughs> it's just like, you know, like I, I I when I first heard about it and I heard it was a rap musical, I just was like, Yeah, not really interested. And then Carrasco yeah. Um, asked me if I was going to do it uh, the year before we did it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll audition. Um, and I'm so happy that I did because it's just, I mean, it's it's also just an eye-opening experience to see um, the real message of the show. You right. Because it's, it's, you know, it's a, a lot of it's about um, gentrification and things like that that I, yeah. I never really thought about before I did that show. Uh, so once I did it, I kind of, I feel like I gained a better understanding of everything in that sense. Well, see, and isn't that wonderful? Isn't that part of what theater's supposed to do? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I think that's pretty awesome that that was the takeaway because um, I think part of our job as artists is to uh, challenge and never alienate. I think the moment we alienate an audience member, we've, you know. Uh, will they come back to the theater? I hope so. Mm-hmm. But but challenge them, yes. Let's show them stories that aren't ours. Let's show them stories that are theirs that that maybe they don't want to deal with. Let's mm-hmm. you know, let's make. I I always love to talk about the act three of a play or a show that happens on the car ride home. Yeah, you know, like I'll take care of act one and act two. Let me direct that. But then have an act three mm-hmm. on your drive home and talk about it. Yeah. How it made you feel and what you, you know, yeah. Um, that's exciting to me. That's, that's why I love doing it. Mm-hmm. That's I never always thought about the best it that way. I love that. I never thought about it as an act three, but yeah, yeah that's always it the totally best. Is an act and three. it totally is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, theater, it's just like, I don't understand how people can knock on theater when you look at such beautiful things that it does for people. And not only not only for actors and audience members, but it just it just 
I, I, I don't know how to explain this other than just saying that it's beautiful. Yeah. Like the way it affects people's lives. Well, you know, and it, it also, there was, um, uh, there were articles out maybe a year ago or so, or I don't remember how long ago, but, um, studies that, that heartbeats actually start to align up in an audience during a, uh, theatrical performance. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And that, that just, you put, you put a group of people together Mm -hmm. in a shared experience and they actually like the breathing starts to line up and the heart, like, wow, you know, they're there. That's what it is. It is, it is human. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and it allows us to be human. Yeah. And it, it, even in the most fantastical of theater stories, um, we get to be human and we get to watch an experience about something that we can either relate to or not. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's, that's another thing about it too. Uh, I can go see things and be like, nah, I didn't really like it, but I totally appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not every story is going to hit me the way that others do. Yeah. Not every experience is going to blow me away. Yeah. But, Good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I applaud you doing it, and I'm glad I saw it, and I'm glad I experienced it. And for somebody, I'm sure I hope it rocked their world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, it really is. Um, well, because I'm, you know, you're not. Uh, you've said very nice things about me, but I could show you a list of all my work, and you'd be like, I don't really like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and truth be told, that this sounds. This isn't meant to sound snotty, but I didn't make it for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't mean to sound that way, but I, I go in with a vision and I, we all gather and we present the story that we believe in. Yeah. And I hope you connect to it mm-hmm. and maybe this time you won't and that's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I got one more question for you before we, before we, uh, end this podcast. Actually I got two. So yeah. the first one uh, is a kind of longer one. It's just, um, I, I looked up, um, I looked you up on oh, Google yeah. and I found that you in 2004 co-founded Daisy three pictures yes. with Mark Holmes and Carrie Preston. Yes. And, um, I was wondering, so that's a, that's a film company, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I saw that you, you made 29th and gay in 2005 you uh-huh. starred in it. You directed it, I think, or you wrote it. Uh, Carrie, I wrote it. You Carrie wrote it. Directed Carrie directed. It. There you go. Um, yeah. What is that like? Like owning yeah, a film know, company. Um, well, Carrie and I went to Juilliard together, mm-hmm. um, uh, and um, I mean, and you know, we we they. I love that you guys are doing this podcast together. You know, and and you will hear people say throughout your lives, start to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think like, uh, yeah, sure. I'm going to, I'm here with this group right now, but then I'm busting free and I'm going to do my own thing. Right. Mm. Um, I, I, I have kept connection with a handful of my Juilliard classmates and continued collaborations. Um, and, and it's pretty fantastic. And in 2004, uh, 2003 ish, I started writing just, I got dared to do stand up comedy once in, um, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I got up and I told stories of my life. People started laughing. When I got off stage, somebody came up and offered me more stand up gigs. Oh. So uh, for like six months, I was a stand up comic. Randomly. Oh, wow. 
That's and awesome. then I played Caroline's Comedy Club in New York. And at the end of it, and I got great response. And at the end of it, I was like, hmm, I think I'm good. I don't oh. think I need to do this anymore. I played Caroline's <laughs> Comedy Club. Yeah. And I stopped, right? I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. But I had all these stories. And Carrie was like, write them down. Write them. Make them skits or something. Make them. And so I started writing my comedy act into scenes. Oh. And it became and at first it was going to be a one man show yeah and then carrie was like no i think we should make it a movie and then let's make it um so it all sort of happened by accident she was interested in directing and making a movie since she had been on sets as an actor but wanted to try the other side mm-hmm. um so we got we spent about $7,000 total to make 29th and gay. We um, shot it on weekends with friends who were available and we would, she would come down from LA and we shot it here in San Diego. And um, after about three months of weekends, we edited this movie together and then it played festivals worldwide, got distribution and people were like, what's your next movie? Oh, wow. And we were like, um, so we made another movie. We ended up, we've made a total of three movies. Oh. Um, and, uh, the second one was called Ready Okay, which I wrote and directed and Carrie starred in. Mm-hmm. And then the third one was called That's What She Said. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, they, uh, yeah, you know, we've, we haven't done anything in about six or seven years, mm-hmm. primarily because, um, we've both been very lucky to be busy. Yeah. 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 You know, she's been on TV shows and I've been directing theater. So yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's so cool to me that you, you now have, you've done both. You've done theater, you've done film now too. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what the secret to it? What? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, we literally, when we made 29th and gay used microphones that we got from radio shack which i don't think even exists anymore we duct taped them to brooms oh and use those as your boom mics as our boom poles we went to home depot we got construction lights and used that as our lighting and i mean it wasn't good but we did it you know that's awesome though um so that's the trick is just just go out there and do it it. Yeah. yeah yeah that's that's and if you fail fail big yeah yeah yeah. Um, all right. We're running out of time, but I got one more question for you. <laughs> yeah, this one's I talk a, a lot. This Sorry. one's a short one. <laughs> no. no, no, we love it. Uh, this one's a short one, and this is uh, it, it may be kind of hard to answer, but directing or acting for you? Yeah. Which one do you enjoy more? Oh God, directing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I I love 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 acting. I love getting to um, create characters and be different characters. Um, uh, it's so fun. And I find myself sitting there in the rehearsal process going, if they would just do that, <laughs> and if they would just do that, and if my scene partner would just do that. And so I'm much happier yeah. <laughs> when um, I, I get to um, lead the story. Yeah. Do you think of it as playing God? No, not at all. I, no. Best answer in the room wins. You know? Yeah. I, I come in with a very strong roadmap. A very strong roadmap, mm-hmm. but y'all got to create the the peaks and valleys and mountains and stop signs. Yeah, you know, like y- the cast has got. 
I do a beautiful one-man version of every play I direct in my kitchen <laughs> um, that only my dogs get to see. And then we do the real play when the actors come in and fill in the blanks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so God, no, it has to be a collaboration. Yeah. And I, I, I am supported beautifully by my design team who make, take my vision and, and make it even bigger and more beautiful than I could ever even imagine. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's, it's funny because I say often, my name is always on the poster really big and I, I'm grateful for that. I get the attention and at the end of it, people go, oh, James did that. Ha 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 ha. James did that with about 75 other people yeah, yeah. holding him up. Um, so m- m- uh, with my name in big, bold letters on the poster, it, it is big and bold because of so many other people mm-hmm. that make this collaborative art form <laughs> yeah. happen. And it's got to be magical to see the end result. I mean, right? Like- I, I, I I mean, again, I take you back to the beginning of our conversation. I'm walking around my backyard in a pink onesie, <laughs> and I, I think I get to I I get to direct plays. Yeah, and then people do them and come see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's magical. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much, James. Uh, yeah, my pleasure. Great talking to you guys. Yeah. I I you know um again I I've seen you both on stage. You're both pretty fantastic. I'm really excited to to see. Where you go and what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, is there anything you would like to say uh, to our audience really fast before we before we go? Um, yeah, you know we are we are in a time right now in theater where um, theater is very rightly so being challenged a little bit, uh, and um, uh, voices deserve to be heard, and representation matters. Um, and theater matters and representation in theater matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that I, I just leave it on that. We're a collaborative art form. Yes. Um, for sure. There, there's room for all the voices in our, um, there's room for all voices in yes. theater. No matter how big or how small. Yep. yep. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you, James. Thank you. Um, great fun and and thank you everybody in the audience for listening uh please go support the old globe support james uh please also support uh typ san diego uh thank you again for listening uh, and, and merry hope. christmas yeah merry christmas actually that's true yeah it's gonna be on christmas um merry grinchmas merry, merry grinchmas there we go and uh as always stay, stay classy, classy san diego, san diego.